Good morning and welcome to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, November 14th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney and this is the show where I cover what's new and exciting in industrial automation. Or I should say probably what's new and happening in industrial automation. Although some of us may find some of this stuff exciting. Others, maybe not. In any case, I hope you're off to your morning's off to a great start. And uh, let's go ahead and get started here uh, with a reminder that all the links we cover in all of the shows, over 140 shows, you will find at automate.news. No www, no .com, it's automate.news. There's a thousands and thousands and thousands of links up there, and you can see yesterday's links right there as well. And with that, also I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Siemens. You can see here I have the unified comfort panels like the unit that's above me. Uh, here featured on the site. So really appreciate our sponsors. They keep us going. They keep the show on the air. So really appreciate that. And with that, I do want to uh, jump into the newsletters. But before I do, I also want to thank all of you who attended the uh, Siemens uh, Control Panel Symposium. Uh, I got the numbers of how many of you signed up. And I just want to thank you dozens and dozens and dozens of you guys who watched the show, used the link to sign up. And I just wanted to say a heartfelt thanks. Also wanted to say a heartfelt thanks to everybody who actually, uh, you know, the 100 plus, I think close to 200 people actually uh, came to my session. So I want to thank everybody who came to the session as well. And with that, you will see that we still have the ads running here because you can still access, I think they run through today or tomorrow. You can still uh, go up there and watch all of the sessions. They were all recorded and they're available for you. So you don't, uh, you didn't miss out if you missed it last week. You can still go up there and see them. And so from there, we go over to a new press release. Um, this week at SPS in Nuremberg, I guess, um, Siemens is talking about TIA Portal version 19. So the latest and greatest brand new version of TIA Portal. And this particular press release talks about the motion control features designed to make motion control easy. And some of the things they talk about here is the ability in version 19 of TIA Portal for different users to create their own workspaces and write complex motion applications. And this new design is supposed to make it easier to reuse applications, easier to um, deploy them, track them, and trace them, and so on. So I thought that was very interesting. I'm really hoping we can get uh, Siemens back on the Automation Podcast to talk about V19. I've always enjoyed, we've had them on several times, probably a couple dozen times. And I really enjoy learning what's new. I also, I'm talking to all vendors about getting them on to talk about what's new, including Rockwell and Opto22 and all the other vendors you can think of. But uh, in any case, we're fans of all automation and I really want to learn about what's new with uh, TIA Portal V19. So from there, we go over to an article from ABB. This is a press release slash uh, case study or application note. And it's about ABB's Yumi robots or cobots. And uh, they're talking here about how it can alleviate workforce shortages. So if you have some, if you need to scale a production, but you can't find enough people to man the, uh, the work cells, um, they're promoting their Yumi robots. And I thought this was really interesting. The video is pretty cool too. These are cobots, but with two arms, almost like it has a torso and two shoulders and two arms. And you can see in the video that it's doing some pick and place things and doing some assembly. And it's just an interesting take, I thought, on cobots by having a, single cobot with two cobot arms. And if you watch it long enough, it starts to look like a person, right? So um, I thought it was very interesting. The video was very well done. 
Um, and here's another picture you can see of them here. From there, we go over to PNF. I thought this was a very interesting product when I found this this morning over on their website. This is a, a this article is entitled Plug, Play, and Push, New Push Button Box with IO Link. So we all know the advantage of IO Link. We talk about it every morning. I do want to say hi to Nathan in the chat and everybody else who's uh, watching. If you want to chat and say hi, you can, uh, you can uh, do so in the chat. Um, but in any case, uh, this new uh, push button station, it's not just a standard two button push button station. It has IO link and the push buttons actually are illuminated push buttons and the illumination is full RGB supported. So it's like a mini display there. You can see on this one, I know it's kind of hard to see, but you can see they have actually a color wheel on, on the button, not just a full one color. And so in, in any case, there's five standard colors. There's a, you can choose any color you want from the full RGB spectrum. There's a flashing modes, there's night modes. I just thought this was a very, very cool product. Here you can see it in a standard green and red configuration. But, uh, you know, illuminated push buttons, you know, I know a lot of people used to use them in training. I always thought they confused the students because, you know, the button would have an input and then the output for the button would be a different number in most trainers. And I always thought it confused them. And a lot of people expect when you push a button, the light comes on just from internal wiring, not because it's wired to an output of a PLC. But in this case, I can see some really cool things you can do, like flashing the buttons, like uh, like dimming them if, at nighttime if you're, if you have a, uh, you know, you don't want, and some of these LED buttons can be so bright, right? So in any case, um, I thought, just thought it was an interesting product. I wanted to share that with you this morning. From there, we go over to a press release from CodeSys. This is actually a couple weeks old. I missed this one. This was actually before their, the uh, Help Wanted hiring press release that we covered, but this is about their DNP3 protocol. So this is new to uh, CodeSys. It's an option you can purchase. I believe it was $240. But um, the real th reason I was highlighting this is because I, they did a great job of breaking down DNP3 and kind of explaining it to the average user. So I've, I've never used DNP, right? And so I know some of Rockwell's products had it. I know some of Siemens and other people's products have it. But you know, uh, I've mostly used the major field buses. So I really enjoyed this article explaining DMP3 up at uh, the CodeSys uh, website. So I will include a link to that as well. From there, we go over to Positile. Now I was just teasing the people at Positile at Automation Fair saying, hey, you guys only release news once a month in your newsletter. It'd be nice to have some more stuff. And uh, so then I get back and look, they have an announcement. They just uh, added uh, SSI to um, to their uh, next gen IX Arc encoders. So if you ever if you need have a need for an encoder that has SSI, you can now get that from Positile. So that's very interesting. We have another encoder story here from Balmer, and this is a brand new safety encoder. So very interesting product here. This is the EAM 580RS, and they say they are one of the first. Encoder manufacturers to include the, to meet the latest requirements of SIL2 PLD. So, I, you know, I'm not up to speed on what's changing with uh, those safety requirements and, you know, IEC 61508 and so on. But uh, in any case, um, if you're looking for a safety encoder, now you have a new option. From there, we go over to an article from Phoenix Contact. I think the title on this is wrong. It says Trio Power Supplies with Integrated Circuit Breakers, but the article is actually on these cool little connectors, the XPC 1.5 connectors, uh, they're PCB connectors with PushX technology. And not that I'm so interested on the PCB side because I'm not making any 
any circuit boards. But um, the PushX technology is just seems really cool. And, um, you know, there's, you know, other th similar things from other vendors here. But I thought it was an interesting product announcement. So I included it in today's show. And from there, we go over to our featured product. Today, we're featuring the, the Control Logics Level 1 and 2 course from the automationschool.com. This course actually includes three courses. So you get the original course, right? Then you get the Logics Live on-demand course that uh, I taught back in uh, late 2021. I think it was late 2021. It was 2021 in any case. And uh, we'll be uh, hosting more of those virtual live courses in, um, in 2024. But in any case, um, you also get with this course, the brand new course I am beginning to film now. A matter of fact, you'll start seeing the wall and everything be dismantled here because I'm going to be filming the uh, updated hardware overviews. We did pick up some additional products. Um, we got safety products. We got the L7 safety, L6 safety. We got some new uh, modules um, and whatnot. So I'll be filming uh, uh, lessons for the new course every week. Uh, and so you'll start getting those lessons of that new 2023-2024 course. Uh, you just start seeing new lessons show up in those here very shortly. Actually, there's already been some added to it, and you'll see that in the ultimate course. So from there, we go over to an article from uh, PNF, and this is about Profinet gateways. Okay, so uh, again, a product from uh, PNF. And these support their remote I.O. systems, their LB and FB remote I.O. systems. And they're featuring four major features of these. First of all, support for S2 system redundancy. Second, ring redundancy support, right? Um, third, they're, they're supporting uh, what they call shared device functions. And uh, so this is, think of uh, produce consumed or a publisher subscriber type model. And then fourth, dynamic reconfiguration. So you can actually reconfigure these on the fly. So if you are using um, Profinet and you're looking at the LB or FB IO system, so if you look at the LB, we're talking zone two, class one, div two, and the FB is zone one, um, you can use these gateways to, um, to get it onto your Profinet. So very interesting products there from PNF. Now from there we go over to uh, SICK and they were highlighting their wire drawer encoder, the Vario line. And this is interesting. I've never had an opportunity to use one of these, but uh, these particular models are stainless steel and uh, they go up to three meters. So very interesting. And I don't know if you guys are using these in an application, I'd love to know what you're using them for. But in any case, I do want to highlight that because they were highlighting it on their website as a new product or an updated product. From there we go over the PLC Next and I'm always on their website looking for uh, what's new and happening. And uh, they have a new article here, uh, Optimizing the Cost of Energy Using PLC Next. And I thought it was very interesting. I thought the, uh, the graphic here was very interesting about uh, how they were monitoring and uh, controlling uh, energy. And um, uh, unfortunately, the article kind of left me wanting a little bit more detail. So they kind of talk about the application broadly, but they didn't really go into any detail. So... Um, I wanted to include it because, you know, just to, to give them, it's a new article from PLC Next. We haven't seen anything from them in a, probably a month or two. So, um, but in any case, if I had any feedback from them, I'd say, could you add some more meat to the article? If it didn't really, it, it told me, you know, some bullets here, but it didn't really get into any specifics. From there, we go over to Pillars, and they have a new article. It's similar to the one we covered recently, but this is on IO-Link safety. And in this article, they're hitting some highlights like, um, Master a safe, the master 
of the safe connection. So IO-Link Safety, and uh, they're talking about their Safety Master, the PDP-67. And um, they go through here and they talk about how easy it is to swap devices if a device fails because of IO-Link and um, how it, you're getting so much more data and condition monitoring and so on uh, across IO-Link and um, so on. So uh, if you're using pills or you're looking for, to learn about IO-Link safety, I would recommend this article as well as the previous two we talked about. From there, we go over to our feature guide. We have, if you didn't know, we have 16 guides up at theautomationblog.com. So uh, last summer, I took uh, our 1,600, 1,700 plus articles and videos. I took the, the products we talked about the most and I turned them into guides. And here you can see the one for the control logics. These are all free, always free, and always have been free. And uh, the guide is just an ordered list of all the content we covered, in this case, on control logics. And you get to see if it's a video, it'll have an episode uh, number at the end, like duplicating routines. We did that as a video, and we also did that as an article. So if it has an episode number, it is a video. You can see down here some of our freelancers have written about different uh, logics instructions. They've written about redundancy systems and so on. And then at the very end, you'll see all the news about what's new and happening with uh, Rockwell as that we keep that at the end of the list here. But there are some great uh, articles about, uh, you know, translating, using, using the translate routine. I recently updated one of these to um, include uh, the new ways of doing it and the old ways of doing it. So there's a new way to do it with the new uh, RS Logics 5 and 500, and then there's the older ways with the uh, utility. So from there, we go over to uh, the digital newsstand, and Pills's new uh, digital uh, newsletter is out. It's the English newsletter with the German name. and uh, But keep in mind that the newsletter is in English, even though it has a German title. And in this newsletter, they talk about IO-Link safety, they talk about industrial security, and they talk about uh, safety locking devices. And I think what you'll find is this is a compilation of a lot of the stuff we've covered over the past few weeks. From there, we go over the firmware upgrades. If you're using the Siemens Scalance switches, there is a firmware upgrade for those. And if you're using Umron, we have uh, some new manuals on their programming terminals, the NA series. We have a new software users manual. We have a new device connection manual. And we have a new manual on their programmable multi-axis controller, the CK3C. If you're using Umron, you want to get those. And if you're using Side Numeric, there's a new manual on Side Numeric 1, My Virtual Machine 3D Builder, as well as Industrial Edge for Machine Tools. And with that, we get to our final story here from uh, IEEE Spectrum. And this is about thermal transistors. I thought this was so interesting. So what this uh, college had done is they wanted to find a way to be able to turn on and off a path for heat to flow. Okay, instead of current to flow for heat to flow, right? So you may not think this is a, a big deal because in a standard CPU, you just, you know, stick your uh, heat sink on it. And if the heat sink got really hot, you could have a fan come on or... If you can't have a fan, you just put even a bigger heat sink on it, right? We saw that in like the OnLogix, excuse me, <clears throat> the OnLogix, uh, we talked about that in the OnLogix podcast where we, we talked about heat sinks. You can see one of their ads up there um, and how they go fanless, right, with your industrial computers. But in any case, um, what I thought was interesting with this is this, this has applications with the new 3D chips we've been talking about where they're layering chips on top of each other to make a 3D chip. And, um, you know, you may have to cool one section of the chip at one point in time and another section of the chip at another point in time. And if you have like three layers, how do you get a heat sink to touch the one in the middle, right? So with a technology like this, um, you would be able to 
uh, turn on the flow of heat out of the chip to your heat sink. And so you could say, all right, uh, middle section A, we'll, we'll send that to the heat sink. And then if that cools down, then we could do a middle section C and throw, flow that heat to the heat sink. So I just thought it was very interesting. It's all conceptual, like R&D in the lab right now. But still, I thought it was an interesting article. And I wanted to share it with you this morning. And with that, I do want to thank our sponsor for today, Siemens. If uh, you know anybody from Siemens, please thank them for sponsoring the Automation Morning Show. I also want to let you know that if you think I missed a news story, please use the news tip link. You can see it, I'm at the automation blog here, news tip right there. Or if you want to send in your feedback, uh, use the talkback link. You can see it's feed, listed as feedback right here. Okay. And so with that, I also want to thank everybody who's following us over at automation.locals.com. That's our community. I do have some new uh, Q&A coming in that I'll get to later today. And uh, if you have any questions for me, the price of entry is one cup of coffee a month. So with that, I also want to thank everybody who's picked up a copy of our eBooks or our video collections, coffee cups and t-shirts. You guys, every penny of profit goes right back in to the show in sight. And with that, just a final reminder, all of the links we've covered in all 140 plus episodes this year, you will find on automate.news. Now today's links will go up there after I finish uh, finish the live stream here, edit the uh, video, and then send it out to all the destinations. So with that said, uh, that's it. We finished up early, 7.50. So, and I know, I know a lot of you guys are watching after the fact and not before work because you're too busy in the morning. But with that said, I do want to thank you all, whether you're alive or whether you're watching after the fact, I want to thank you all for tuning in. And please consider giving us a like, a sub, and a share because that is the fuel that keeps us on the air. And uh, I also want to wish you guys an awesome Tuesday. I hope you have a great day. And I uh, just want to encourage you to stay courageous and stay fearless. And until next time, my friends, peace.